is good, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Fundamism Podcast. I'm your host, Paul J. Long, and I'm coming to you all the way from Charlie Hustle's headquarter. Uh, you know, that's where they make the fresh duds, like this Volley Llama KC shirt with the uh, KC heart that I'm repping. If you haven't checked out Charlie Hustle, go to charliehustle.com. They got some amazing stuff, including the new What's Good shirt. So if you're tired of having monotonous and mundane conversations where you walk by people and you say, hey, how's it going? I really don't care. Check out the What's Good shirt. And maybe, just maybe, it's a reminder to generate some conversations that are a little more meaningful and focused on what's good in life as opposed to what's not. Today's guest is fascinating. I mean, this gentleman has seen a lot of things. He's, he's taken a lot of steps in life, right? I would argue steps of faith, even. Mr. Billy Abrimblecom, uh, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, Billy? Hey, hey, hey. How's it going, brother? Good, man. We're doing this. We are finally doing this. Yes. We've talked about it for about a month and a half. Yeah. Maybe longer. Yeah. But now. It's not about what we talked about. It's what we do. It's about the now. It's about right the Right here, right now. And you're here. Yeah. Physically? And physically. Mentally. Mm-hmm. Mentally, you are here. Yeah, I am. Okay, all right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm here. Three sixty, man. Three. What does that mean? Like mind, body, and spirit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Spirit too, man. Mm-hmm. This is deep. We're yeah. starting deep. Yeah, you're getting all of me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. I want all of you. Uh, wait a second. Hang Let's on. keep this thing PG. Yep. All right, Billy. So first question that we start with every single guest. I don't know if you're familiar, uh, but fundamentalism is all about the fundamentals of a fun and optimistic lifestyle. So simply put, gravitating more towards the things that lift you up as opposed to the things that tear you down. Yeah. It's easy to focus on what's not working. Yeah. Sometimes a little more challenging to force yourself up out of the rut and go gravitate towards the things that make you smile. That's right. What do you do for fun, my friend? Yeah. What do I do for fun? Uh, a lot of stuff, I guess. I, 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 um, you know, like to hang out with my wife, like to hang out with my friends, like to hang out with my kids. I love movies. Mm. I love music. I love, uh, you know, shopping for sneakers. <laughs> you are a sneakerhead. Yeah, man. Uh, like, you got some fresh kicks on right now, actually. Thank you. This look like the Africa flag. No, Zimb- uh, what is it? Uh, some P- Jamaica. Some people, you know, they can't believe Jamaica, we have a bobsled team. See, exactly. Do you know what that's from? Uh, cool Runnings. Cool Runnings. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so There we go. You know, a lot of folks say, I love to hang out with my family for yeah. fun, right? Uh, and I find that that's very, very basic. Um, it's true. Yeah. Like, I hang out with my family for strength. Yeah. They make me smile. Yeah. But I like to get deeper. So like, mm-hmm. if you think about the last couple of weeks with your family, what was one of the most memorable or fun moments that you had with them? In the last couple of weeks? Um, well, m- two things. Memorable yesterday, you know, first grade. Ooh. First day of first grade. And so we, my wife and I and our daughter, who's younger, we all drove our boy to school. And I... I when he started kindergarten last year, he was really emotional and scared. And maybe because of that, we weren't as much. I mean, it was sure. a big step, but it was like, okay, here we go. But but yesterday, my wife and I both, very emotional. Did you find this for first grade? Uh, we were like, like more than kindergarten. Really? Why? I don't, I don't know. That's what's weird. Interesting. Yeah. So um, so that's memorable, but it was a really sweet morning. Um, it was sweet. Yeah. No, it was. It, we, we had a nice, you know, a nice morning together, you know, getting ready for school and all that. But then we also, um, I guess this would have been like uh, 
last weekend, so about a week ago, within the two-week window mm. in which you have asked. True. Yes. Parameters. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, playing by the rules yes, here. Yes, and? I'm yes-anding you <laughs> all morning. We did... Um, we did a little end of summer staycation where we uh, price lined a, a hotel room in town and w- with a pool, and uh, we hung out and uh, just you know had a little uh, little overnight family hotel pool time, and it was really um, it was nice. It was I good. think I saw pictures on Instagram. Is that possible that somebody? Maybe? I think yep. Probably. Yep. You're a very interesting follow on Instagram. What is your Thank handle, you. if you don't mind me asking? It's just my name, at Billy Brimblecombe. Yeah, it is. Ba- at Billy Brimblecombe. Oh, Billy. Spelled like it sounds. Sounds like it spells. Sounds like it spells. Got it. Everybody knows that. Yeah, that is true. 100%. Speaking of what everybody knows, um, there's a lot of people that know you specifically for something fantastic. You are the founder of an amazing philanthropic event called Thundergong. Is that how it's pronounced? Is Thundergong. That's, that's right. There's oh, an exclamation point. You said point. it different. Thundergong. 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 Okay. Yeah. That's Taco that's... Bell. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Thundergong. Thundergong. <laughs> Either way. Row ads. Yeah. Roads. <laughs> Roads. It's good. It's one of the freaky words. What's that's Thundergong, good. man? Yeah. So, so Thundergong is... Um, is a fundraiser. It's a benefit concert, uh, first and foremost for Steps of Faith Foundation, which is a nonprofit based here in Kansas City that um, I run. I'm the executive director of that. That's my full time gig. Uh, sure, uh, <laughs> I brag about that, baby. Um, but uh, <clears throat> so, so yeah. So Thundergong has become this really wonderful kind of dream come true for me in a lot of ways, um, and we're in the process of of planning the the third annual version of it, but um, it it takes up a lot of my thoughts and a lot of my time, but it's really just a one-night thing that has become a game changer for the thing I do every day, which is Steps of Faith Foundation. Mm. So, yeah. So, uh, Thunder Gong is a, it's a benefit concert. Yeah. And you typically have some pretty amazing guests. I think I saw last year Chance the Rapper was there. We had Chance the Rapper. Yeah. So so Jason Sudeikis is one of my best friends uh, since we were kids. And he's from here. Actor, local boy, done good. And uh, so Jason and I, uh, Steps of Faith started in 2013. But Jason and I came together. Uh, I had basically been, since the beginning of Steps of Faith, like bugging him to try to do an event for us, with me, for us. And so, um, yeah. So, so in 2017, it happened finally. And, uh, you know, fortunately it kind of hit with a bang. And so it's, again, it's a benefit concert, but it's unique because yes, we have crazy world-class musicians like Chance the Rapper, Ben Harper, Winona Judd, Tech Nine, mm. Madison Ward and the Mama Bear, you name it. Uh, lots of folks we've had, but we also have folks that are well-known, but not for playing music, but are very musical people. So, like I said, Jason and I created the event together. He hosts it, and but Jason also loves music. He loves to sing. He can play the drums, uh, and so Jason plays and sings. And and uh, we, you know, we have guys like uh, Will Forte and uh, Fred Armisen, Sam Richardson. Who Fred is an amazing musician. Fred, I mean, he's Fred, a- Fred is a little more known for being a musician. Yes. You know, um, uh, his, you know, he and I have kind of a similar background in that we were like touring independent 
rock band drummer guys, you know, um, I am comparing myself to him. I, I heard it. Uh, but, uh, that have, but, and then now do something different, but music is still kind of in the mix. Right. So, so yeah, so it's a cool thing because it's so, so there's also a comedic element cause those guys are known as comedic actors and, uh, but they're also just really musical people. So, so it's, it's funny and it's, it, it, there's a, we just get up and, and, uh, really do the things that, come the that are the most fun for us yes you know for jason and i and i i think the the event has has um been really successful thank god because it resonates with people because it's just authentic like for steps of faith i i didn't grow up um like uh being a a golfer or like a 5k runner you know no disrespect to those uh no, no offense taken. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, uh, we'll get there. But meaning, Steps of Faith has not done like galas, 5Ks, and golf tournaments. You're, you know, your traditional fundraisers. The same things because, that everybody's doing. Because, and, and they work, yes. right? But I don't know how to do those sure. things, right? I know how to to put on a concert yes. and to, to, to do improv. And I have, and my, and my friends and my life are people from that world. And so I think that's why it resonates because Jason and I put together this show that is the things that come most naturally to us, which is just jumping around and making each other laugh and playing music together. Yes. And I, and there's so many metaphors for life in there. Um, I was talking to you via text message uh, recently. So I just, kind of undertook this this huge philanthropic event. I bought off, or I bit off way more than I could chew. Uh, my buddy Chase here at Charlie Hustle and I had an idea to do this celebrity pickleball tournament we called called a Volley Llama. And uh, like I told you, man, I had no idea what went into it. And I was so nervous because I struggle in details. Like that is not my forte. Hey. Like Will. Right. Get it? Mm-hmm. I got you. I, I bet you he never gets that. No. You know, my wife and I were driving down um, Warnell Road the other day, and there's like a, a this a sign that says Forte Interior Designs or something like mm-hmm. that. And then we thought that it would be funny to try to get them to be a sponsor for the event. That would have been amazing. Yeah. So have you tried? Have you reached out? We have a couple slots left. I might, you know what? I got to go. I got to make a call. <laughs> So nevertheless, now I struggle in the details. We put together an amazing team. And the night of, I, I had Billy in my head uh, that if I could make it through, the event started at, we had a happy hour from five to six. Then we had like a little brief presentation from six to 6.30 in which I was kind of hosting where I'm introducing the pediatric cancer warriors and the celebrities and whatnot. And I had in my head that if I could make it from five to 6.30, if I could make it through 6.30, then the rest of the night, I could just relax and have an absolute blast. And that's the, that's the mind frame that I took into the event. Come 6.30, dude, I was done. I felt amazing. I was like, we did the damn thing, right? Yeah. So I'm actually in the tournament. So I'm one of the first teams to play. So side note. Uh, the event is not over. Like, like there's still a lot yeah. of things left yeah. to do. It'd be like you yeah. introducing Thundergong and saying, all right, we did it, guys. We're- Bye. <laughs> right. Can you so, please give a lot of money? So that's Help right. people walk again. <laughs> I'm going home. So 6.30's done. I start playing. And little do I know, chaos ensues. Oh. Like nobody knows where to go. Yeah, uh, the celebrities don't know what court they're on. Uh-huh. Nobody could hear uh, the loudspeaker. Uh, I am so present and living my authentic, fun self that I don't even notice. Yeah, first event stuff, dude. First event stuff. Mm-hmm. So I get, I get through the night. I mean, it's it's probably at this point eight fifteen, and I walk upstairs, 
And Trent Green, former QB of mm-hmm. the Kansas City Chiefs and St. Louis Rams at the time, was upstairs. And I said, you know, hey, buddy, uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. And he said, you're Paul, right? I said, yes, sir. He said, did I hear that you guys threw this event together in less than three months? And I said, yes, sir, you heard that accurate, accurately. And he said, Paul, th- this is amazing. And I said, man, you know, I appreciate you saying that. I feel like there are some kinks that need to be worked out. And he said, like you said, first event, you know, first event yeah. things. And so he went on to tell me about a golf tournament that he, that he first threw and the caterer just didn't show up. Mm, like they, yeah. they were going to feed all these people and the caterer just didn't show up. Yeah. And so I said, well, if you had any advice to make this even better, what would it be? And he said, well, the coordination of the actual tournament, like that is what needs the most mm-hmm. emphasis. Uh, but everything else was just amazing. Like yeah. this is one of the most authentic and fun philanthropic events that I've ever been to. And specifically because it's not a 5K, it's yeah. not a it's game. Different. It's different, mm-hmm. right? And so when I hear your story of Thundergog, I'm like, yes, I want to go to that. And I want to be a part of that. And specifically because... They're individuals. It's a collective group of people that gravitate towards something that gives them strength. Right. So I said to him in closing, I said, Trent, knowing what you know and seeing that experience firsthand, would that those negative things that we talked about, would that inhibit you or people like you from coming back? And he said, absolutely not. Yeah. I guarantee you, if you talk to any individual, any one of the celebrity guests, they're going to say this is one of the most fun events that they've ever been to. I would venture to guess that your guests say the exact same thing with Thundergong. Yeah, I, I hope so. I think so. I mean, we, we've got a, a lot of the people that are doing it this year have done it before. So, so I think that's good. You know, and, and like, especially people that are putting in their time, talent, and treasure, if you will, you know, like guys like you're talking about, like they understand, you know, people like that, like celebrities, athletes, that kind of stuff, they obviously get hit up to do these kind of things all the time. So if you could create a great experience for them and keep it coming back, that's good. And I mean, ultimately it's about like, it's just about relationships and just like being real. And so like that, that guy is like, no, that wouldn't keep me from coming back. It's like, I mean, you're asking him for constructive criticism. He's giving it to you. You already knew that that was an issue and you didn't know until you got into it. You're like, oh, right. I mean, dude, the stuff that we learned from the first year of Thundergong that worked really hard to correct in the second year, you know, was enormous, you know? And I mean, not only do we have a bunch of people who had an experience that we feel is better, even though it was really good the first time around, we also, again, it's a fundraiser that I put together for the organization that I run. So I have a P&L profit and loss statement yes. from those two years. And that also reflects that. Of course. You know, we spent way less uh, money and made way more. That's you awesome. Know, and put on a really incredible show. So anyway, it's one of those things that it's like, it, I, honesty is the best policy. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, if you proceed pursuing something that uh, you care about, and you work hard and you're doing it for the greater good, you know, um, I think your intentions kind of shine through that. And, um, you know, you just hopefully, I, I, and I really think that's like a thing for life. Your intentions shine through just in general as a person when you carry yourself in the right way and proceed with honesty. And then therefore the people that surround you or you surround yourself with reflect that. Mm. I mean, that, that's what it really needs yes. to be, right? It's like, you've got a thing, you've got your business, you've got your brand. And so it's like, you want to surround yourself with like-minded people, which is why I took this introduction seriously, to be honest, when the random person who has the same name as you that is not your cousin <laughs> right. 
which I thought was, <laughs> yes. um, you know, was like, you need to connect with this guy because you kind of remind me of each other and there's some similar threads to your stories, that kind of thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Is all of this tied together yes. with making sense? Yes. It's just like, man, what are we doing here? Like, right? It's like, we're all put on this earth for each other. Sure. Stuff's going to come up yes. that we can't control. Um, how are we going to roll with those punches? And so we're here to help lift each other's burdens, man. And Dude, so, I, so whether it's whether it's raising money for this thing or that thing or whatever, uh, it's just it's about like just being normal <laughs> and real. But what is normal though? I well, mean, right. one of the things, um, mm. so you'd mentioned you find yourself surrounded by like- like-minded folks, if you're present and you choose choose mm-hmm. to, you know, yeah. follow that path. You know, one of the things that I've really admired about you, and I believe this will will always make us better if if you do it deliberately, is not only just surrounding yourself with like-minded people, but also surrounding yourself with people that will challenge you when yes. you need to be challenged. Oh, absolutely. They got to call that, yeah, that, that will call you. Yes. You know, you, you, you need community or you're going to get weird. And then when you start to get weird, that's why you need people in your life that you can trust that are be like, hey man, you're, you bummed me out when you did this yes. thing or, or, or whatever, you know? Yeah. Well, along those lines, like, I don't know you. I mean, this is, this is the third time that we've talked. We met in person. Yep. We had a text exchange to set yes. up the meeting. Yes. Uh, been a couple of voicemails. Been a couple of voicemails. Yeah. Right? Uh, then ultimately, we talked on the phone the other day. We scheduled this, and here we are. Yeah. And the first introduction, the first sit-down that we had, you were talking about speaking. And so, uh, rewind. You had mentioned uh, this cuz that is not a cuz that has the same name as I. You and I have a ton in common. Like yeah. a ton in common. So for example- More that we even realized More that we even realized <laughs> <Yeah>. this morning. <laughs> yeah. Our kids, we just realized this morning, are literally in the same first grade class. Yeah, we knew we lived in the same neighborhood and that our kids went to the same school. Yes. But I didn't realize, yeah. Yes. So in the same class, uh, you dabble in speaking and connecting with audiences. I too dabble in speaking and connecting with audiences. Uh, you thrive in improv- uh, I have always kind of considered myself uh, strong and fast-witted. Like I, I, I thrive in that space where, yeah. like, uh, I'm not uncomfortable. I'm rarely uncomfortable. Like I tell my clients, I thrive at awkwardness. Yeah. Like if you want to catcall me or you know <laughs> whatever you catcall, you. <laughs> you know I want me to. I want me to it. You can objectify me. I, I go to the gym for that reason. Yes. Because I want that. I welcome the cat calls. Is that what I hear you saying? Essentially, okay, yes. good, good. Essentially, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You actually uh, play uh, music. You're a drummer. Yeah. You're moving your arms. Yes. Like you're playing like, the drums. I listen to music. Mm-hmm. So yes. Uh, you befriended and have uh, many um, improv and and big name uh, celebrity actors and and rock stars and friends. Uh, I watch. Comedy <laughs> and enjoy being entertained. So I, dude, I'm looking at you and I'm like looking in a mirror. I mean, we're the same person. So I'm doing this gig uh, this year in January with a company called Autobach, and they do uh, yes. prosthetics and med- medical devices. And I got the gig through John Stoner, uh, my best friend since the fifth grade, also featured on Queer Eye. Which right. side note, we have another connection. Queer Eye connection. Weird. Right. Um, his cousin is Brian Long. Brian lives in uh, Austin, Texas. 
I didn't realize that was the yeah. okay. Yeah. It's John's it's okay. John's cousin. Ah. Uh, so John and I have been best friends since the fifth grade. Yeah. He's related uh to the Longs. My name is Long. I'm not related to any yeah, of them. Yeah. Small world, right? Right. Brian is amazing. This dude is a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Did you know that? I did not. He was a uh, he dabbled in professional MMA fighting. And I think he so he messed up his back like multiple times. I mean, it's like debilitating. It's a yeah. terrible thing. And so basically he had to give it up and he and he teaches. To make a short story long, he works for Autobach. He's been following my journey. He's like, man, I've been trying to get you in forever. I got the one opportunity. Let's make it happen. I go speak, and it's it's amazing. I mean, the culture there is amazing. Yeah. I connect with the group. Uh, they actually reached out this January. I think I told you they want me to do tw- uh, 2020, but unfortunately, I'm booked, yeah. so I can't make it happen. Fast forward about three months later, I get a text from Brian. He says, dude, I met this amazing guy. This guy's name is Billy Brumblecom. He throws this event called Thundergong. Uh, he just came and he spoke at Audubach. He lives in Lenexa, and you guys need to connect. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what are the odds that this guy lives in Lenexa? He speaks because I didn't know. I didn't know what you did. He, mm-hmm. he speaks. He lives in Lenexa. So I reach. And you're getting this text from Texas. From Texas, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I immediately reach out. Like, I am that psycho, like, if I'm interested, like, I'm not going to waste, you know, when I was dating, you know, they would say, you always want to wait a couple of days. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. Excuse my language. Like, yeah. I'm interested. Right. I'm not going to play yeah. games. So, hey, Billy, I hear you're an amazing guy. I want to connect with you. And then I wait for 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say, you, I was at, I did my speaking thing, and then there was like a, a happy hour party kind of thing afterwards. And so I was just talking to a bunch of the people there, which is why I was there. And you texted me in that time, and then that the, the me talking to people didn't end until late that night, and then I thought it might be too late to text you. Mm, that's very thoughtful of you. That's why. And so uh, I texted so you the things. next day. Not only was it thoughtful in respect or with respect to me, but you were present in conversation with Autobach, and that's amazing because I would argue that a lot of people are not present. They're on their phones and constantly yeah. checking. Yeah, well, those like are good that. folks, and I owe them a lot. So Yes. Yeah. So you're basically a model. <clears throat> I mean, that's what, that, like Autobach, you are actually a, uh, you're a partner of theirs, and you're Ooh. in like some of their... I, I Some am, other stuff. I, I am a like a brand. I am a friend of Autobach. You're so, a model, dude. So no, like you could downplay no, it. Whatever. So do so <laughs> yeah, no. So I, let's let's back up a sec. Okay. So uh, uh, so th- this is um, I, I'm giving context, and I'm also I don't know if we're going to get to this. So I'm using my media training. Do it to uh, uh, talk about. So so <laughs> I have a prosthetic leg. Right, and which is you said you didn't know if we were going to get to this. That, that is hilarious. No, hang me. on. I, I, we don't. We don't need to dwell in it. I'm. I'm. You're driving, but okay. I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just taking the wheel for a second. I'm just okay. saying. Go over there for a minute. Uh, turn Jesus, left. take the wheel. Turn, exactly. Oh, Carrie. So okay. So uh, I have a prosthetic leg. I lost my leg to cancer in 2005. Ewing sarcoma. Ewing sarcoma, which that was the Noah situation, That's, right? Okay, that was the other thing that Brian saw in common uh, is that you and I have this this connection to sarcoma, and so um, Steps of Faith Foundation is a nonprofit that gets prosthetics for folks that have no health insurance or no prosthetic coverage. For instance, uh, what that means is a lot of folks in Texas who even uh, if you have Medicaid in Texas and several states, and you're an adult, that does not cover prosthetic care, which is ridiculous. But anyway, so there's a 500 people lose a limb every day in just in America. 
That's which is a crazy, weird, and true fact. And so, uh, and a lot of those folks don't have health insurance, or they do, but it's in a state that's bonkers when it comes to uh, Medicaid. Anyway, that's why I was at Autobach. Autobach is one of the largest prosthetic manufacturers in the world. Uh, a German company that has a large North American presence with their headquarters in Austin, Texas. So I was there speaking uh, to those folks. I wear an Autobach product, the C-Leg, which allows me to live my life um, like I did before and walk around as if I had two real legs, even though one of them is a robot leg. So I am. I, so I basically am just kind of like a, um, I mean, yeah, it is kind of like a patient model for a period of time, but it's just like, we just want the people that use our stuff to to talk about our stuff. Yes. So, and I was there, and I was there. April is Limb Loss Awareness Month. It's a real thing, and uh, so I was there speaking in April, just kind of telling uh, my story, basically. So, anyway, there you go. So, you, I'm, I'm passing the wheel back to you. It was kind of like driver's we, ed, where s- there's the two wheels. Oh, okay. That's what I was going to say. How do we switch? Yeah, like, yeah. I or the or the or the the driver's ed teacher had a brake pedal, True. not two wheels. Yeah. So here's what we're gonna do. Yeah. You climb over. I'll go under. I'm going to take the wheel back. <laughs> Good. Okay. Uh, no, you know what? You, so you asked me, or we kind of talked about this informally. What is this like? Like, how do you, do you need to prep? No. Like, whatever happens, happens. That's the whole point yeah. of this podcast is authentic yeah. interactions. And, and what could potentially happen when you just, you remove ego and you just get down to <clears throat> meaningful conversation. Yeah. So I'm, I'm so glad that you took the wheel because uh, you had mentioned Steps of Faith multiple times, and that was my yeah. next natural segue, and you just, you just okay. knocked it out of the park. All right. Well, you're welcome. Yes, exactly. Man, I should have said thank you. <laughs> I get what you're saying, dude. I so- just thank I just <laughs> gratitude shamed you. Is that a thing? <laughs> so- you're welcome. Wow. Have you ever heard that song from Moana? Dude, I have children, of course. Yes. My kids did Moana camp this What does summer. that even mean? That's what I said. So, uh, the Culture House? Which Never is, heard of it. So, mm, gosh. I just it's a not thing yes in, and you. I like blew it. <laughs> but we're being real. Uh, okay. is it, it, the Culture House is, is in short, they've got a thing in Olathe and they've got a spot inside Oak Park Mall. And they do a lot of things uh, for for in, in the Oak Park Mall spot, they do a, a lot of things and some theater and things like that. And so there was this Moana camp where the kids did like Moana crafts. They learned Moana songs. And then there was like a presentation at the end of the week where they kind of did some singing and dancing that was a little bit like a kind of a loose musical. Yes. And it was great. I loved it. They loved it. What I love about that story is, you know, with this day of age of uh, social media, um, part of when I post is is really to capture the moment because I'm terrible with like holding photos. Even mm. when I take a photo yeah. on my phone, then I lose my phone or I drop it in the hot tub or whatever. Yeah. I never do anything with said photos. Uh-huh. Like I, I just lose them. So unless I, unless I uh, upload them to social media, I typically never see those photos again. But with time hop, I'm constantly yeah. reminded of the development of our children. And it's amazing. And side note, like we have family members all over, Brian Long, who's not related, but why are you so mad, dude? You just got real mad at that sneeze guard. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Dang it. 
But ultimately what I'm saying is I'll post a photo of our, of our daughter or our son or us doing something fun. We go to Sky Zone regularly. If you don't ever do toddler time on Sundays, it's right down the street from your house. You oh, need to. Okay. It's cheap and it's All amazing. Right. Toddler time. But people will comment and they'll say such beautiful and thoughtful things like, oh my gosh, you're an amazing father. Or more fathers should be like you and John Stone or Billy Bramblecom or whoever it may be, right? And I think to myself, man, I got large opportunity gaps as a father. Like I mm. know... This is what you're seeing, but I have I have so many opportunities to be more present, to get off my phone, whatever it may be. Yeah. And all you're commenting on is this one picture that you see on on Facebook, the highlight reel, the highlight yeah, reel. Yeah. And then, but side note, the benefit to me in doing these things, going to Sky Zone, going to the Culture Club, Culture House, Culture House. Dang it! Yeah, way to be present, Paul. <laughs> um, culture or, Club is Boy George. That's right. Don't take your kids there. <laughs> Or should you? Or well, you know, well rounded. You put some good, some good art culturing them, right? Nevertheless, mm-hmm. these things that we do as fathers, not only do they benefit our kids, but they benefit us as well. And yeah, they're so much fun. Yeah, and so I admire that you're out and about, knowing how busy you are, and how much you travel, and all the work that you're putting into Steps of Faith. That you'd still take time out to do fun stuff with your kids. Well, thanks for saying that. It was my wife's idea. Uh, but no, you know, I mean, that's a good point, though, because I think that, like, I'm at this phase, I'm 42 and a half. You look great. Thank you. Hey, can I ask you, so I, I commented, you told me 42 earlier. Yeah. You still got an amazing hairline, which yeah. I admire. Yeah. We're Thank sitting you. here in the bank building at Charlie Hustle, and I have to turn the AC off because mm-hmm. it's so loud to do yeah. this podcast. Right. And I mean, I'm just sweating bullets over here. And I look yeah. at you and you're not even glistening. Oh, I'm what, hot. What is this? I'm like, hot. how do you not sweat? Well, once it starts, it won't stop. <laughs> you know, sometimes like you get out of the shower and you can't get dry. You know? Yes. So we're okay for now. Don't talk about it. It'll make me think about it. Okay. Sorry yeah. But uh, so what I was going to say is I've, this is something that's been on my mind a lot lately because like there's part of me that... So Steps of Faith is started in 2013, you know, so it's six, a little over six years old. Um, and it, I feel like we're just getting started, you know, like we've, we've gone through so much and so many different phases and we have this real great momentum. And so I guess what I'm trying to say, it's, it's hard to articulate. I, part of me, you know, and I kind of am like just working around the clock, at least in my brain, which is a little unhealthy. I can relate to that, yeah. So part of me, I was at the pool with my kids the other day, and I was just like, I wish I could just, just do this and just do this. Like part of me feels like on one hand, I mean, the bottom line is I would just want to be able to spend even more time with my kids and have more focused time. And so the phone is like a blessing and a curse. You know, it's the angel and the devil. It can be great and really helpful. And it can also be this addicting nightmare rectangle device that, mm. that steals your everything. So I, what I'm trying to say is I'm at this weird point right now where I feel like I'm just getting started as far as Steps of Faith goes and like, you know, speaking opportunities and stuff. And like, um, I feel like there's more for me, but I also feel like part of me wants to just even do less. So, I mean, but obviously I have to work to support my family, but do you know what I'm saying? It's kind of this interesting thing where I feel like I'm trying to like, not, not squash ambition or like calling or what God wants for my life or whatever, but just, I'm just trying to like listen and be present to, to do what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. To dream big. You know what I mean? Does that I make know sense? exactly what you're but saying. But still, like, not, not just like go, 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 go. 
Here's the interesting thing about what you're saying. So I started, um, you actually started this discussion when you said surrounding yourself with like-minded people. And then I carried that and talked about making sure that you're surrounding yourself not only with like-minded people, but also individuals that would challenge you. And I talked about how we met and the fact that we've only talked really three, four yeah. or five times, you know, via text message, if you conclude that as well. And the first time we sat down, Again, I didn't know much of what you did. I said, you're a speaker. And you were like, well, not really. Yeah. Uh, you told me about Steps of Faith, and you told me about your journey and all that stuff. And and ultimately, I don't recall how I framed the question, but I basically said, well, is that something that you desire to do more of? Speaking, right? Mm-hmm. Professionally speaking, going yeah. out and traveling. And you hesitated. Like, there was about a, I would say, a, I would say a three to seven second gap and the very specific time that I asked, yep. the, is it though? That was a broad range, three to seven seconds. It's actually four seconds. <laughs> I guess it's a good point. So, but you hesitated and I picked up on that. And so I said, because your ultimate answer was, yes, I do. Right. And I said, but do you though? Mm-hmm. Because you didn't, you weren't quick to answer that. Yeah. Tell me about your experience in that because you literally commented on that when we talked on the phone last week. Yeah. Well, you bring that up, and maybe you're leading me there. There is that other. I'm driving. There, there, this is good. <laughs> it's your show. Uh, yeah, I mean, part of that is is the the simple logistics of do I want to be away from my family more? Is part of the hesitation. You know, it's like I. But before I did Steps of Faith, I was a musician. You know, which meant I was touring a lot. And um, how that, often would you say? Oh, like if you take the last year before my son was born, as an example, I was on the road. Man, I, I don't know. It was, it was on and off. Sometimes you're gone for a month and then you're home for two days and then you're Jeez. gone for another month, some, whatever. I mean, I, I was, there was a lot of time away that month, uh, that, excuse me, that year. Like the, the year ended with, I was doing, uh, I, I was working, living temporarily in, in New York City for six weeks. You know, I did see, we did, you know, our son wasn't born. My wife came twice during that time, but I was gone a lot. And then Steps of Faith started in 2013. I did tour a little, but like, it was just like really short. I was never gone more than like a week. Yes. And that only happened here and there. But then in 2014, um, I got an offer to tour with this artist I'd toured with in the really busy year of 2012 before Steps of Faith. And uh, with the blessing of my board of directors, I did th- I did the tour, and that proved to be a huge mistake. And and I mean, not a mistake because of the lessons and the perspective that I learned. But anyway, so I just was gone a lot, it, and it was a it was a different experience because being away from my wife was hard enough, but we, being away from my wife and this brand new baby was was terrible. And I had this whole new huge blessing of this opportunity with Steps of Faith that I didn't realize until the until I finished the tour that was like mine to make or break. Mm. And it, you know, it I couldn't really do it successfully while I was on the road, which I thought I could. And I just was was miserable. So anyway, to answer your question, that's I don't want to do that anymore. And so that was that was like I, I desire more music than I currently have in my life to be making it. I, I, I realized that like the thing that I wanted people to know me for when I was a little kid, even into high school and probably even in my early 20s, was like, you know, being a musician mm. and being good at the drums and being a professional musician. I remember 
I remember feeling really good when I could say I was a professional musician for a living and like, and it, and I wasn't BSing, you know? Um, but now I'm at a point in my life where there's not enough of it. And then it's like, well, the thing that I wanted people to know was always true, whether they knew it or not, it is a part of me, you know, you know, the artist creates because that's what they're made to do, you know, part of what they're made to do. It's part of who they are. Anyway, but so that's why it's like I say, if I got the biggest, at this point in my life with little kids, if I got the biggest gig in, like if, I don't, I don't even know, if Paul McCartney, uh, we Who's might that? make some exceptions, you know, I'll, we Google him, okay. Google him. Uh, if, if, you know, it would still mean, he's maybe a bad example, because I'd be like, family, we're going on the road. But, you know, it's like, if if the biggest gig in the world came to me, I would be gone a lot. You know, and that would be hard. So I feel really lucky to have this job now where I'm able to, for the most part, be home. So to answer your question, 25 minutes and 30 seconds later, uh, the speaking thing, I think part of maybe what the three to second, three to seven second hesitation was that is that thing I was talking about before that is kind of is trying to kind of find the balance of knowing there's more that I'm supposed to be doing with my life other than just being a good father right. with my job. But uh and like I said, when we were on the phone, most of the speaking gigs I've done before, whether it's at Autobach, which kind of makes real direct sense, you know, I'm talking about losing my leg and steps of faith starting and all of that kind of thing, and I wear this product that they make, or I'm at a marketing conference and I'm talking about, I'm trying to inspire creativity, which is a thing I did one time um, that I really enjoyed. I'm st- I, In those things, like I was telling you, it's kind of the same story, even though I'm trying to, um, <clears throat> even even though I ha- I'm trying to to, to generate uh, a couple different takeaways, maybe. Um, so the hesitation was: it feels a little. I, I feel like I didn't write the story of what happened to me, and furthermore, nor would I have chosen it. I right. said this before: if in if in two thousand five, you know, Jesus Himself appeared and was like. Okay, hear me out. You know, I'd have been like, hell no. You know, like, no. Like, why would I? So, um, uh, give me your leg and I'm going to give you the key to everything. Yeah, it's going to get way better. Nope. So, uh, and fortunately, I wasn't given that decision, you know? Right. Um, So, uh, I didn't write the story. I wouldn't have chosen it, but it's my my job to tell it. Sure, you know. I mean, if we can further the uh, the biblical allusions there, you know, they're, uh, what, you know, our job is to is to know the Lord and make Him known, right? And so, um, uh, uh, that's kind of like I just got to tell the story. So it sometimes feels um, heavy and laborious, even though I tell the story with joy sure. and that kind of thing, you know, to get in the nitty gritty of, uh, you know, and here's the picture of when I'm shaving my head with the tubes sticking out of my chest because right. my hair was falling out from chemo. You know, it's just like, it's a heavy story. It sucked. It was beautiful. Uh, the Where I'm at now is a, is a dramatically different place that I'm very, very, very thankful for. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's part of it, right? So that that's so, part of the hesitation is like if I'm only telling the story of 2005 to now for the rest of my life, I'm not all that interested in that. Sure. Well, there's there's multiple things to unpack here, right? And so uh the first thing is the amount of time that you're away from your family because that is first and foremost your primary responsibility and your desire in life based on what I heard. Yeah. 
So you travel. I see you on the road a bit now. What, are, what does your travel include or look like now? It's up and down. I mean, most of this year, it seems like there was about a trip a month on the average. You know, I mean, um, uh, what are we in August now? July, there was two trips, that kind of thing. Um, but one was with my wife or whatever. But I am, I am now home, unless something crazy comes up, um, you know, definitely through Thundergong for sure. Okay. So, so um, I, there might be a, a, an LA thing I, I do in in October, but yeah. So it's kind of you know, what's your what's your uh, office schedule look like? So when you say you're home, what time do you get home? With what times do you get to actually interact with your family? Yeah. So I try to do the banker's hours, which, by the way, that's a common turn of phrase. I've tried to go to the Bank of America by my house. Yeah, they got it made with those hours. Dude, that place Cafe is nine to four. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> when did bankers' hours get so lax? I don't do those hours. Um, yeah. No, so, so, so no. I mean, hey, I, shout out to Cop Fed if you're looking for uh, an amazing event to sponsor. We would like to, or Community America for that. that that's right. That's right. We got room for banks. Sorry, keep going. We got room for banks. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I try to kind of, you know, be done with work. Uh, by five-ish so that I can be home for that window of dinner and wind down before bedtime, which is, you know, between seven and eight, sure. right? And um, yeah, I try to do that. So I'm asking these questions very deliberately, right? Mm-hmm. And so much of of that interaction when we first sat down, and even, even this conversation is based on, and previous discussions, based on what you believe speaking will look like. Or what you believe, mm-hmm. whatever role is, or, yeah. or what you believe your keynote would be. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's your favorite album of all time? I know that that's very specific mm. and maybe difficult. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not that hard for me. Uh, oh boy, maybe it is. <laughs> so it is probably. Can I name two? Sure. Uh, so it's probably like um, Led Zeppelin "Houses of the Holy" mm. or the Beatles "Abbey Road." Okay. Yeah. Both I think everybody would listen to those bands uh yeah. and say, Yes, I've I've heard of I've heard of them. Gosh, I've heard I of hope the so. Beatle. Yeah. <laughs> um and Led Zeppelin. Is that the one with the, the big the big Zeppelin on the front? The, uh that's the first album. Oh dang it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One job. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Led Zeppelin and the Beatles, specifically Abbey Road and Houses of the Holy. Houses of the Holy. Mm-hmm. How many albums does Led Zeppelin have? How many did they release? Oh, uh, similar to the Beatles, like eight, eight. or something like that. It's about okay. about that. I mean, uh, don't quote me exactly, but it's in that ballpark. But both bands were like a, a had about. Actually, I think the Beatles did more. The Beatles were like their their main run of fame was like eight years long, which is like really weird to think about. Right? Sure, yeah. And so, but but in that ballpark, eight to ten, something like that. Would yeah. you say that uh, that both bands traveled uh, or toured throughout the course of their their tenure as um, you know in the public eye, you know, artists or bands, and how long would you say that that runs? So the Beatles probably toured for eight years then or longer. Well, they're a little bit of a weird example for that point, only because they, it was with Beatlemania and the insanity of their lives, they decided to stop touring in like the final, I don't say half, but like third of their career. So, but, but to, to illustrate your point, yeah, I mean, they were gone like constantly. 
And that, and that's something, and I know you're headed somewhere, but like, that's something. How do you know I'm uh, headed someplace? <laughs> uh, I, I don't, I guess. But that that's something where it's just like, I, I was always the guy in the band that wanted to tour as much or more than anybody. Like, just go, 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 go. Just devour earth, you know, and just, just do it. But now I'm kind of like, I don't, I don't want, I just don't want to be away from my kids and my wife that much. Sure. I don't. So two things. First of all, I would say that um, while the Beatles toured, even though it was only a, a third of their you know tenure or whatever it may be, um, they released multiple albums, eight in total. And so every time a new album came out when they were touring, they they sang different songs. Sure, right. Um, so Abbey Road is your favorite album. You're going somewhere. You're going somewhere. I see it. I like it. <laughs> we talked yeah. on the phone the other day. And you are 42 years old. Right. And your leg was literally a sliver of your life. Like, yeah. Like a, a one year? Yeah. I mean, that, that whole process of being sick and losing the leg and all that was basically 2005. Yeah. Now, obviously, the instances, circumstances, experiences that have happened as a result, relationships that have yeah. that happened as a result of that, mm-hmm. you know, that's part of that journey. My point is, your keynote could be whatever the heck you want your keynote to be. Sure. I see you as somebody like Fred Armistad. You, you're, you're driven by music. Dude, you know how cool it would be for you to get up and talk about your experience with Thunder Gong or improv, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, like with zero segue, you just there's a, there's a freaking drum set in the middle of the stage, yeah. and then you just go, yeah. just bang it out. And then, like the clothes, if you even mentioned it all, I told you, like if if you even said anything at all about your leg, you just casually roll up right. your 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 uh, your sleeve at the end, and you do like a power close, yeah. And you're like, oh, breakaway that, pants, breakaway pants, that yeah. would be amazing. Yeah, you just did all of that stuff and and did this whole experience and had takeaways for me to better my life. And oh, side note, perspective is everything. This dude just did all this stuff that I dream about, mm-hmm. and he only has one leg. Uh, I find that we're limited in what we could experience in life by our judgments of what we believe what we could experience in life. Yeah. And so I hear you. I traveled a lot for work um, as a consultant. I gave that life up because my wife said, I want you to be home more often. It was a conscious decision on both of our parts. Sure. We wanted kids. I wanted to be home more often. For two years, I lived out in Portland, Oregon, and Billy was the most miserable I've ever been in my life. Even though I was home every single night, I wasn't present. Like I was You were standing in line at Voodoo Donuts. (laughs) 100%, right? (laughs) No, I did that once and learned my lesson accordingly. But uh, what I'm saying is, when I was looking to the bottom of a bottle every night or mm. smoking all the weed and not because mm-hmm. it was fun, but because it was an escape, yeah, right. I wasn't present to see this beautiful baby girl that we just had. Mm-hmm. I was always thinking about, like you just said, I was always thinking about something, whether it's mm-hmm. Thunder Gong or whether it's you know yeah. the performance manager strategy of 2,500 people, whatever it is, I was always in my head. Mm-hmm. My wife gave me the confidence and the support to say, go chase your dreams. And I could confidently say, people reach out all the time. I can't believe how busy you are. You're on the road all the time. I can confidently say that I'm home more now and create more experiences and have more fun with my family now than I ever did. Ah, it's great. And uh, and you're doing something that you and enjoy. And I do something more. that I enjoy. Yeah. So would that 
would that match up or align with your moral compass or, or your thought process of how much you want to be home with your family? I don't know. I'm just telling you that based on my experience, I find that I'm home now more than I ever was. Yeah. And when I am not on stage outside of content creation or, you know, a podcast or whatever it may be, dude, I don't, I am present. That's like, great. Minus the exception of the stupid game that I have on my phone or, yeah, yeah. you know, getting yeah. into stuff that I right. need not be into. But anyways, to make a yeah. short story long, man, I think that you're an amazing guy. I think that you have an amazing story. I think that you could literally do whatever the heck that you want to. But it it really boils down to what does that look like for you, where your priorities lie, and, and figuring out a way to make that work. If you were 100% uh, happy and fulfilled in devoting your time and energy to uh, Thundergong and Steps of Faith as your profession, and then ultimately that affords you the opportunity to do so much more with your family. Yeah, they go get it, Tiger. Like I support that. Yeah, a lot of people right. don't know what that balance looks like. Sure, looks like. But I would also say that I know individuals like you, and in the short interactions that we had. I feel like you're one of those guys that is always going to want to like what's net like sure h- how do I make this bigger how do I make Thundergong more of a <clears throat> you know a larger thing how right. do I get out and leverage music uh, yeah. to be a bigger part of my life you're always yeah. going to be thinking about how to how to get there whatever that looks sure. like I feel like I was placed in your life for whatever reason I don't know what it is and I'm just pushing on you a little bit Hey man that's what it's all about I love it no that's encouraging and I appreciate that and I appreciate you Seeing that, and um, and we're talking about it we're for your podcast audience. <laughs> you know, sorry. how about that? Just getting real. No, man, I think that's great. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's the <laughs> Just, you I all are let this in. Is great. I, I don't think know. This is good, Paul. I, I know, really appreciate. This. I know with podcast people might see Chris Good and then go, "Oh, I'm going to listen to that," and then be like, "That guy has a weird name." I'm skipping that episode. But for those of you listening. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us. Hey, we're, we're in deep with this. <laughs> no, man, it, you know, it's one of those things I've realized this kind of goes to the, to the, to the balance of, of how I want to spend my time um, is, is uh, you know, it's, it's all just thinking about time with my kids and time with my wife. It, 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 um, it I, I also recognize that I am always, my frame of reference and how I view time, even though I'm a very sentimental guy um, uh, towards the past and and whatnot, is always looking at the future. I've always been a list person, you know, and now I feel really, it's interesting. I mean, before it was just like, make a living as a musician, period. Yes. You know, get gigged with these people, you know, and it was just like, just... A, a, you know, make relationships just to go out and have fun. And so, the you know, music to me is, I wasn't an athlete. And so music was always my team sport or theater or whatever. I've said this before. And that like fosters close relationships because mm. you're doing this um, dangerous thing to be, for, for two people, <laughs> um, uh, uh, for, you know, together uh, for people, for an audience. Yes. And so, so, um you know, you and I clearly are comfortable addressing an audience, right? But isn't it still like the number one fear of human beings is like public speaking and that kind of thing, right? You know, it's like, I love that. And so, you know, I've always been like the drummer with the microphone who just has a lot to say. (laughs) And uh, anyway, yeah, no, it's, um, that's kind of where I'm at is I'm, I'm, I'm not not content you know what I mean? Yes. I'm, I'm definitely content with my family and realize, but it, it's, it's a challenge for me to sometimes just 
you know, just sit in it. Rest easy. Yeah. Just to sit in it. And that's why my yeah. mind is always going. And so that's where I'm at is like just trying to like continue to have clearer boundaries with my time and that kind of thing when it comes to my family and, and how I spend my time and, and, and even the things I'm thinking about. You know, I understand that like there's a little bit of a, you know, some, some, vision type stuff that I can get about like creating something from nothing. And I feel great about that. And I feel really thankful for where we are with Steps of Faith and how we're growing and the people we're helping and Thundergong and all that kind of stuff. And I do feel like there's even a lot more, you know? Yes. Um, But- And always will be. But yes, but I don't want, but I want to just make sure that I know like, hey, it's time to- there's more, but you don't need to grab all sure. of it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so I just want to do the right amount. Does and that I'm make in, sense? Yes. Yeah. And I'm in that boat right now where I'm struggling. Uh, I talked to uh, a lady that's that's representing me right now, and she has to pull back the reins all the time. And she's like, you know, Paul, think of all that you've accomplished in the last year and a half. And all you're saying is, how do I get here? How do I get here? Mm-hmm. The answer is patience. Oh gosh! Like dude. The, the answer is, and I said, but listen, Dia is her name, and I said, Dia, but I want to be the top one percent. Like mm-hmm. that's, I want to be the top one yeah. percent. I want everybody to walk away from my engagement, not saying, oh, I loved him, or oh, at least like one thing that resonated. And so, as such, when I'm asking how to get there, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to close my opportunity gaps. So, from a speaking aspect. How can I work on my cadences? How could my delivery be more specific? How could I how could I rest on a joke a little bit longer because there might be a secondary laugh in there? How do I how do I look at what Billy's doing to market himself and potentially do something similar? Mm-hmm. How do I close that gap? And what I ultimately heard her say, and I and I just I just got it yesterday is, Dia, what I'm hearing you say is, I've done a great job marketing myself. I got two great websites. I got a speaker's reel. I got downloadables. I got a book. I got t-shirts. I got this podcast. Really what I'm hearing you say, and my delivery style, I've been working on that. What I'm hearing you say is the opportunity gap that I need to close right now is patience. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like Mm -hmm. stop worrying about what's next and just relish what you have. Yeah. That's basically what you're saying. Is that accurate? Yes. And we're only so much in control. Yeah. Like really we're not I mean, there are things that we can control, you know, uh, to an extent, but really God is in control. So I think the other thing I would say is what I'm trying to do is, I'm not trying to be over-spiritual in this conversation, but it's like, I I feel like my intentions as a musician and trying to make a living and doing that were very pure. Like, I just want to make friends with people, you know, and like play music with my friends. I want to play music I care about with people I care about. Period. Yes. That's what I wanted to do before, right? So then everything changed in 2005, right? And and so that just like didn't like immediately. I I mean, again, that happened. Then 2006, I was back on the road, could barely really walk, but you sit down to play the drums. Fortunately, so it Steps of Faith didn't come around until 2013, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was living in Nashville, Tennessee, with my wife, and like struggling to kind of like restart a new phase of career, which, by the way, was not to be on the road, was to be like, back to banker's hours right. in the recording studio, and that worked to some extent. But I, what I would only, you know, the studio stuff was the, the road stuff was more happened more, so. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is, even though my intentions were honest then, I, I feel like now I'm just trying to do what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm just trying to like stay in line with, and I don't want to sound 
sometimes when people talk about God or like being a Christian or whatever, it's like this rigid set of rules. I don't think like that. I'm not saying that at all. It's God is the opposite. It's freedom and peace, you know? It's life that brings on the junk, you know, which is again, why we need community, why we need God in our life. So I'm just trying to like, just continue to do the right thing sure. and just and just continue to say, I'm not in control of this. God is in control of this. Put me where I'm supposed to be. Put people in my life that are supposed to be here to help the greater good, to help glorify God, and it, really, and to like help people glorify God. Let's have fun. Let's like, do, like right? Yeah. It's like the negative stuff. I mean, we have more ways than ever to receive information, which is a problem on earth, yes, right? And there's also like super gnarly, dark, you know, Sith Lord evil happening more visibly than it has been at least in a very, very, very long time. Yes. And so um, I can't control that stuff. So I just want to be, that's why I love, that's why I love the whole thing. Your whole thing is just like this positive fun thing. So I think, yes, patience is the big lesson there. But like, if you continue to realize that like why you're doing it is because God has given you a gift of all of the things that are within your skill set, the sure. gift of gab, the gift to be funny, the gift to make friends and, 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 and do like the story you told me where it's like, you can connect with people. That's the gift. That's it. That's yeah. the gift. And I, I realize that not everyone is good at that. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is good at just like b- building relationships. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like just even like you and I are doing right. And so, uh, we're needed. <laughs> yes, I would you agree know? with that statement. And, and so this just what remember why like you're you doing busy it. too. Yes. Like, and, I'm, and I'm talking about in all walks of life, steps of faith, uh, you know, Autobach, your family for that matter. Um, you know, you had said something that I think a lot of people uh, could relate to. And I want to ensure that everybody understands um, something significant about what was said. You said, I just want to do what I feel like I'm supposed to be doing. Right. What I hope that every listener will take away from this is that sometimes what you're supposed to be doing changes. Absolutely. So what you believe you're supposed to be doing today might change one week from today, and that's okay. And so I think that that the reason why it really excited me to have you on is because um, you are you are formally and informally trained in improv. Yeah. Um, You did a lot of work at the famous uh, Chicago. No, no, no. No, you didn't. No, no. Um, you just no, no and me? I know and you. Well, um, yeah. No, I, all of my improv stuff was- Local. For, for improv comedy was here at Comedy Sports, now called Comedy City. Gotcha. Here in okay, Kansas cool. Yeah. All right. But I, uh, Jason and a lot of my buds did Chicago and LA and New York. Beautiful. Thanks for holding yeah. me accountable and knocking yes. yourself down a peg or two. Yes. <laughs> um, so, but my point is- what you're supposed to be doing today could be different from what you're supposed to be doing tomorrow. That's improv, right? Life is improv. Yes. You were dealt this 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 bad leg, bad hand. Right. Yeah. Get it? I, a, I like it. Was a pl- Do you though? I like it. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, good. So you were dealt this bad hand uh, in the form of your leg. And ultimately it was, it was improv. Like, what did you do with it? How did you, that's how we walk through life, man. Yeah. What do we got to do to make it through this? What do we got to yeah. do to make it through it? So mm-hmm. with respect to your time, because I could sit here and talk all day long. We haven't even scratched the surface on music. Yeah. Uh, so I hope, I, I want to do some man on the street stuff, some really fun videos, like, like a little 10 minute deal. Like I totally see you and I going to a theater, you having a drum set. Uh, and we just hamming it up. You playing yeah. a song, and like I feel like we could do some really fun things. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, improv. 
What are some general pointers, some, some real strong takeaways for people that either A, want to incorporate more improv in their life, or B, the lessons improv or in improv kind of correlate with lessons in life? What are some, some strong techniques yeah. or tips that you can give us? Yeah, no, I would say, you know, for, for me, I felt like learning about improvisation in, in two different mediums in my life, like I said to you, so, so, which were kind of at the same time. So I auditioned for comedy sports um, uh, when I was a senior in high school and got in. And then basically it was like in the spring and then was basically trained, you know, was going through workshop classes. And, and that's how Jason and I became close because we were in the same workshop class um, uh, in 1995. And so we basically trained and then I started doing shows that August, which is also when I started college at KU where Workshop. I was there, yes, sir, where I was there to study jazz music, which while you're reading notes on a page, there's also a large improvisational element to jazz music. So I really feel like it has become this kind of like hindsight life lesson. You know, I was a kid, I was learning these things, and basically it was listening. You know, it was it, that's the main thing. It's like listening and adapting to what's happening right there. I mean, really. Um, and, uh, you know, having, having, having big ears and paying attention and, uh, yeah, just kind of going with it, you know, and, and, and an improv, you know, comedy, if you will, you know, like you already mentioned the yes and, um, that is, that is what that means. If, for those of you who don't know, this is definitely like a life mantra for me, uh, at this point is the yes and is, so if we're doing an improv scene together and uh, you start the scene and be, so we're, it's make-believe, right? Yeah. So we're making it up. And if, if, if I'm, you know, and, and you're like, uh, uh, I'm holding my hand out and you're like, see, you got that sandwich there. Did you bring me one? And if I said, that's not a sandwich, <laughs> yeah. right? The you scene goes, yeah. You completely you know, killed so, it. Uh, see, you got that sandwich there. Did you bring me one? Um, Yes, I I didn't, but I'll cut it in half. I mean, if you're going to be greedy about it, that's fine. I mean, it's not even lunchtime, dude. Yes, this, I, it's three o'clock, and I have this sandwich in my hand. I think that I honestly think that's kind of presumptuous that you would just. I mean, I know we're friends. See, you see what I'm saying? It's, it's the don't. It's it's the yes and is the don't deny, which are the same thing. Yeah, right? that that's that's the improv thing, which is also uh, you know it's it's a it's a little different, but also the same when you're playing music with somebody. You know, you're just listening and reacting, and 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 that's that's the beauty. I was watching this documentary last night, which is like a mini series called Shangri La on uh, Showtime, which is basically about this recording studio that the band the band the band created in the '70s, but now Rick Rubin it's, he uses as his main studio. So it's kind of about him, but also the history of the studio. And he was talking about he was like when you listen to these old. Uh, like let's say let's say let's use the Beatles as an example. You know they're they're more or less all not always, but like the recording you hear is more or less them all playing together um, at the same time, which is different than a lot of times like in Nashville that that's rare that would happen. You know sure. these days sure. technology has made it to where it's easier and faster and better and smarter and blah 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 blah. But it also has removed some of the human element from it. And so there was a lot about living in Nashville and the way that that the music business worked there that that didn't really work for the the way I was wired. Anyway, his point is you listen to like, uh, you know, take seven of this song of the band doing it, which is like the final take before the take that made it onto the record and, and was a hit. He was like, it's so similar. And the notes aren't different when you hear the take before the one that made it on the record versus the one that did. But he was like, 
there's this other element in the room other than the musicians. And that's the beauty of collaboration. That's the beauty of, that's what it's all about. It's like, it is improvising and it's, that's relationships is mm. improvising. You know, it's the give and take. Now it's your turn to take the solo. Yes. Now it's your turn to lead the scene. Right. You know, now it's your turn to just hold down the groove because the bass player is taking a solo. Yeah. And you got to be a little more quieter because of the notes of the bass, right? Yes. So it's really, that's just life, dude. And you the know? correlation to life would be, now it's the universe's turn, right? Mm-hmm. It was, so yes, and. Yeah. You know, I was dealt this bad hand, right. or I lost my job, or whatever it may be. Yes. Yes, and? Right. Well, what the hell am I going to do about yeah, it? Yeah, what do right? I got to do to get through this? Yes. Exactly, which, is, which was kind of always my whole thing, is just like forward. Forward was my word, uh, which also makes sense, like I said earlier, my way of thinking is towards the future and that kind of thing. But, but it's like, yeah, you got to be... Yeah, it, it's you do have to improvise. I certainly I've 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 learned that <laughs> in doing those fun things when I was 18, 19, 20 years old, right? And but yeah, it's kind of been this theme in my life for sure. So, in closing, um I had I had kind of I never task anybody with any homework. Uh I oh love boy. to be put Here on the spot. Um I I love improv. I love the thought of improv. Yeah. And I wanted to know, is it possible for you and I to do something? Like for you, throw me, uh, throw me a loop, some kind of fun activity that's improvisational based mm-hmm. uh, to close our podcast out. Uh, sure. I was trying to think about this on the way here. <laughs> Full disclosure, folks, we had discussed maybe doing something like this. Uh, but, but uh, right, we're being real. Are we being real? Yeah, I think Can so. Can I be real? Yes. So, 100% um, real. Got to be real. So, um, the, you know, comedy sports was like kind of these easily digestible um Comedy City still is these these short form improv games. There's a sporting format. The teams aren't really competing. Blah 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 blah. Yes. So I was trying to think of those that would work, and I couldn't think of any because I haven't done it in a long time. But we do have a third person here with us. So what if we just got, um, what if we just did like a really short scene? Like I was kind of joking earlier about Dude, the that sandwich was awesome. thing. I wanted to pick it up. Okay, right. What if we just did something like that really quick? Yeah. But we're but it's it's nothing it, nothing premeditated. So um, what, here's the deal, Rob. Yes, we need your help, Rob. So, hey, Rob's videotaping guys, so we're gonna have some YouTube content so, for you. So, Rob, will you um, name a relationship between two people? It can be brothers. It can be. Uh, um, uh, dentist and patient, uh, anything that's a relationship between two people, but not those two things. Any relationship, any relationship. So two, 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 there's two men here and just what make roles up, could we play? What roles could we play? We're not brothers. He's not my dentist and I'm not patient. We're making believe. Like he could be, he could be the owner of that dog park and I yeah. could be a client, but not that, but go ahead. <laughs> Yes. Uh-huh. And he's your singer. Okay. Oh. Okay. I'm the drummer and you're the backup singer. Okay. Uh, and then, <laughs> yes. all right. All right. And so um, then also, uh, what is your favorite holiday? Halloween. 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 Okay. Then let's all, uh, what, what's another thing we could do? Then uh, what is your favorite um, color? Okay, Ooh, that's enough. So, so we got drummer and back background singer. We got Halloween. Yeah, we do. Uh, and we got yellow. So we get the suggestions from the audience, and then typically you and I would 
maybe talk about it for a second, like a second, yeah. right? But we don't. No, we don't have that. We don't have We're that. We're just going. You go. So, uh, scene. Are you ready to, to rock this world? Hey, Paul, um, <laughs> we've talked about this before. I mean, your falsetto is nice, but like, we gotta, we wanna make sure, like, I know you're checking your mic. Just, just sing like you would normally sing because, like, that is, that, that is great. But, yes. you know, look, man. We're we're doing Halloween songs. Okay. And so, you know, I mean, just sing like you're going to sing to okay. check the mic. So the sound guy, we're trying to help the sound guy and really help you. Yeah. Right? So completely understand. Uh, I'm trying my best, Billy. So okay. no, I'm not uh, saying you're not. You're okay. Good. You're good. All right. You're just so like, you want, so chest cool, voice. Out on the, cool out on the falsetto. Yeah, just chest voice because we're just checking the mics right. here. Yeah. Are you ready to rock? I, I, I felt like I lost it. Was no, that no, good? That's good. That's, good? good. That's good. That's good. Are we good out there? Yeah. Okay. All right, so um, guys, this gig we got tonight—it's um, a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. I mean, I feel it. It's a big deal. Uh, I, I'm glad you feel it. I mean, I don't want you guys to feel fear. I want you to proceed with um, confidence, and that's why I'm talking about the chest voice. Sure. I mean, you're getting there with sure. the head voice. Yeah, Let's yeah. be honest; yes. it's going to be great. Yeah, I mean. Let's take Timberlake, for instance. Yes. He has arrived to where he doesn't sound like a weird nasally person true, in the chest voice. True, But true. He, he excels in the head voice. True. You're going to get there. Yeah, right? okay. So um, we have, um, I, it's a little weird because it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Wiccan wedding oh. that we're doing tonight. Okay. <laughs> I don't know much about the Wiccans. Sure. Hey, those are the folks that actually dress up in yellow. All yellow, right? All yellow. Is that that's the Wiccan gig? That's the Wiccan thing. That's their gig. So mm. uh, I think they just worship the color yellow. Really? Yeah. That is amazing. So I believe. I mean, I think it would be really cool. Then I'll work on my voice, Billy. Like yeah. my commitment to you hey, is. It's good. It's I'll good. work on I'm that. I'm just saying, when you're sound checking, sing the way you're going to sing. That's all. So yeah. what if we dressed up like to honor the Wiccan mm-hmm. uh, and their love of yellow? Like, what if we dressed up and all? Like, I could be. Uh, the man in the yellow hat from Curious oh, George. Oh, right. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, yeah, yeah. My son was him for Halloween one year. Is that true? That is true. Wow. Yeah. Who are you thinking about being? Oh, boy. Honoring the color yellow, of Big course. Big bird. <laughs> 100%. Big 100%. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to work on my voice. Okay. okay. I'm the man in the yellow hat. And my guy right here next to me. His name is Big Bird. You know him as... The biggest B. The biggest B. Yeah. Yeah. One time I called my wife that. It didn't go over so well. Hey. Hi, Hey, my first improvisational activity. Thank you for that. Guys, we're improvising. That's why people, that's why the people like in Chicago that are like diehard, they you don't, usually don't say improv comedy. And I think that's like a fail safe. Sure. I'm going to laugh at myself. So it's comedy essentially. <laughs> right. So Billy, from the bottom of my heart, man, I, I, uh, I just want to say thank you. A uh, lot of invested time here. Um, this is one of our longer podcasts and actually enjoyed every second of it. I didn't want to stymie um, the conversation or the growth. The funny thing is, is I think that we could have talked for another two to three hours about everything that gives us strength. So I would love to find some way to work with you again. If somebody wants to learn more about Thundergong, I know tickets just went on sale. Where could they go? Thundergong.org. Uh, and uh, if you want to find out about what Thundergong is raising money for, stepsoffaithfoundation.org. My man. And if anybody wants to follow you on uh, the IG or anything like that, it's Billy Brimblecombe. That's right. Right? Yeah. B-R-I-M-B-L-E-C-O-M. 
C-O-M, like .com. Yeah. Mm. How about that? Ladies and gentlemen, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate you supporting the fundamentalism philosophy. As always, uh, we hope that you'll go out in your day today and create a little bit of fun, just like we have uh, for and with one another today. Uh, but most importantly, what I took away from Billy uh, is the importance in relationships. And so while it's important that we're having fun, you never know what somebody else is going through. So challenge yourself to go create a little bit of fun for somebody else. As always, have a blessed day and deuces! Deuces!